to another episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my partner in podcasting, sitting to my right, Eman Bates. P.I.P., which is me, and we are with here with our 52nd episode! Yeah, we made it to year! <laughs> One year old today. Started from the basement, now we are in the Plymouth Rock production studio. Yes, sir, and all the way down in Detroit now as well. Um, and yeah, if you're curious why I started it off with just the two of us by Bill Withers and Grover Washington Jr., it's not because I'm in love with E-Man, it's because bit. just the two of us, we made this shit, <laughs> and we're going to keep making it if we try. So that was uh, what we kicked off the episode with, and then we also have a special guest for you this evening. That would be to my immediate right, we have Delia Kon- Konolowski? Kolonowski. Oh my <laughs> god, alright. Knew you were going to butcher I, that. I you got the first name right. Man. We spent the whole like day like being like, all right, we're not gonna say Delilah, we're not gonna For say real? Delilah, yeah. we're not gonna say Delilah. No, so like here's the thing, because I think we were down, we were Sunday. Marshall called me, he was like, yeah, we just confirming everything like that. Marshall, her manager, by the way, called me, I'm like, all right, not Delilah, it's Delia, Delia, I got this, I'll remember this. People fuck it up all, all right. the time. I, I'm okay. trying not to butch it. Not with like, it. All right, cool. But welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Wow. For sure. So I want to hear about the music you've been working on because you are not a stranger to this studio. Not you've at been all. here before. So uh kind of want to hear what you got uh, in the works for people to hear sometime soon. Okay. So starting with, uh, so like I had one session here um, in Italy. It was like great. It was like perfect. So he like heard a sample of a song that I recorded in a different studio and it was just dry. It was like lame. Uh, but I believed in it, and he did too. So he just started putting like bass and drum like tracks over it, and uh, then ended up like Nick and Toby ended up like molding it into something mm-hmm. really cool. And I, I'm like really excited about this song because I feel like a lot of people will uh, like jam out to it too. Cool. You know? Tell us a little bit about the single, actually, how it came to be. Uh, premeditated warning. So I wrote it my first year of college. Um, it started out as like this really long song and then I just kind of, I had, it's just like two chords basically. And then one time I was sitting in my basement and I was like, I want to like write, not like a rap, but just like kind of more complex mm-hmm. lyrics, you know, a lot of stuff to it. So, uh, I would just like freestyle over those two chords, like over and over again. And at first, like it sucked. It was so shitty. But then I just kept like taking phrases that I liked and it was kind of inspired by like, like it's like a mix of like three guys that were in my life and where there was like friends or you know something more than that it was just kind of about like how i think timid people people are generally like around me mm-hmm. and stuff like that so Respect. i enjoyed it i like the lyrics of it and hearing you describe it kind of makes sense now to it that you were trying to write it like as a rap because it has like that has singer like that, songwriter quality to it but like it has like know, kind of like a like a flow to, element yeah. yeah i don't yeah. know how to describe Jinx. it but <laughs> <laughs> you know i like it i'm really cool. happy is that the so you worked on that one with nick and toby or is that one was already somewhere else is that so, the one you were talking about that was yeah here? i started recording it at like a 
place in Flint, but I wasn't getting like a lot of direction. I had no idea where to take it because like I can't play drums or whatever. Right. Um. So, Marshall like found the studio and he was like, "Hey, uh, these guys are cool. Like, why don't you try it out?" And it's closer to Detroit. Like, I recently moved to Detroit, so. Oh shit! Sweet. That's where we live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we just <laughs> moved there too. In Detroit. Yep. Yeah, New Center. Yep. Where's it? It's like, over the west side. It's like five minutes outside of Midtown. Okay. Yeah, so like where Hobcat and stuff like that is, we we're not too far from there. Really? Yeah. Well, that's like downtown down there. I know, yeah, right? Right, right yeah. by Wayne State, like Q, like right where the Q line starts at, like Grand River. Is really? Right Pretty much. That's where right we're at. Dang, mm-hmm. you're right. Like right there. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. It's we we found a good deal on a house. Our neighborhood's got some uh, some work to be done, but it's I mean a, they're doing so much construction every day down there. It's crazy. But <laughs> no, I'm I'm that. super happy with it. That's cool. Where'd you guys live before? Uh, he lived in Canton. I lived in Westland. Okay. So we've been all kind of around. I grew the same up area down there though, the so it was like, yep. yeah, it's not a big deal. Cool. Yeah. No, but it's fun working with uh, Toby and Nick, isn't it? Because those guys are good at giving direction and stuff, like, and Nick's, Nick can lay down like a million different. He's <laughs> so like friendly, Toby. You can't tell if he likes you until like the fifth interaction. <laughs> you really with can't. Him, and then you're like, you still don't know, but you think you know. <laughs> That's and I think totally I'm at that point. I, I feel like I'm still questionable with Toby. <laughs> <sometimes>. <laughs> he is fucking hilarious though yeah you can't tell if he's being sarcastic at first or if he likes so you or just kind of laugh like uh. yeah. toby's got some chops though man he's a hell of an engineer he's, he's done a, a lot of work God, for yeah. the five nine and really stuff like good. that so yeah. so what got you like in the music originally um like originally uh my brother passed away when i was younger and he left like a really beautiful like blue guitar and he was a great musician and uh so like in fifth grade i picked that up it's kind of like you know, to do something like in memorance of him, memory. Uh, um, so at first, like I hated it, but then it just became me, you know? Yeah. So that's, like that's basically why. And it's like, who doesn't want to learn an instrument? That's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. I was literally just thinking, I was waiting for you guys to get here and I was setting up. I was like, man, I have my guitar sitting in the basement and it just kind of sits down there in the case and collects dust. I need to like get back into it. I used to play like every single day. It's so hard to get back into it though. Like (laughs) you have to have this brief moment of like, oh my gosh, I got to get playing or something that really inspires you. It's so hard to get back into shit. I think on the way home from work tomorrow, I'm going to stop at Guitar Center and get new strings and that will help motivate me. Do it. This is your inspiration. This is your divine call. (laughs) Get back to it. you inspired me today. I'm going to text you in a week and be like, I'm rocking out guitar. Let's do it. I got the bass in my room too, so let's go for it. (laughs) Dude, yeah, we'll start up a little mini band. Let's do it. I'm down. So you guys both play. I play a little bit of guitar, but I—I uh-huh. I mean, I started when I was really young, probably like twelve or thirteen. And me and my best friend Alex Birch, we were like obsessed with it. We actually took—it's funny. My very first guitar teacher, his name was Ken. He used to teach guitar lessons here in this studio. He's mm-hmm. friends with Chris and all them. And uh, then, like years later, as I was an adult, I ended up like seeing him around here all the time again. I'm like, that's fucking weird, dude. Ken was literally my first guitar teacher when I was a little kid. <laughs> but um, that's pretty I, don't, cool. I don't think he's still. Is he still teaching up here? Anyway? I don't. I, he, I, I think his his, his, his office was cleaned out last time I checked. It looks like so. they're renovating it yeah. upstairs right now as we talk. But, but yeah, no. I mean, I, I do music as well. I mostly hip hop focus and everything mm-hmm. like that, though. That's like cool. I actually recorded a couple songs here too. So I I, I love this studio. This studio is great. Like I was talking to him. Like the, have you have you met Nick? I'm not Nick. Uh, Chris Chris Breitz, the owner. Um. Real skinny. He's always got a hat on. You see him walking around. Right. He always looks tired. I haven't like, <laughs> spent tired. a lot of time with him. I know Marshall oh. talks like all about him and stuff. Yeah. He was so. the engineer at Plymouth, uh, the Plymouth Rock, like uh-huh. the restaurant. Like they have like a stu- like a not studio, but they have like a stage and stuff like that, and they mm-hmm. do concerts and stuff. That's actually how I met him through here, and he invited me to come here before all this was here. And I'm like, holy shit, this place is dope, man. I would actually really like, I'd actually really like to get Chris on here sometime because he has a really interesting story in oh music my God. too because like his <laughs> band was almost like they were on the verge of like breaking through like they mm-hmm. had a couple songs that were bought by like I want to say it was like One Tree Hill or one of the shows on the CW really they got their music yeah. was put in the background and then Chris had some kind he of he still weird, got some music like in Ford commercials injury where his like throat cor- or his vocal cords got screwed up and then he couldn't sing anymore and that's why he like some of the money that he had gotten from I think the One Tree Hill song or something, he invested back into opening this studio, and that's what he does now instead. It's crazy. But I, I, I would like to get... That's what we'll have to do. I'll have to try to book Chris on here for one of the shows sometime soon. Good to know. All right, so future projects. What's uh, what's what's in store for you coming up? So, Working on the album? Yeah, I'm going to release like a EP. All right. <laughs> okay. Which... I, Any yeah. time frame yet? Um, Like, b- definitely by the end of this year. So I've been working on this since I was like... 
a senior in high school. And okay. I started out not knowing what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. I had no idea. Like, I went to the studio and I was, just thought I would go in there and record a song. But he's like, okay, how many BPMs is it? Like, um, how many measures is this whole song? And, like, I had a whole bunch of, like, uh, like tempo changes. And yeah. I just, yeah. So it's been, like, a whole learning process. And, like, back at that studio, I had to do everything, like, by myself. Uh-huh. Right. Like, come, I, he... I didn't get any direction there. So, like, come in here. They're all like, well, how about we do this? Or what do you think about this? And I'm like, that's great. I love Mm -hmm. it. I love it. So, yeah, just doing uh, that. And then when you release it, it'll be easier to, like, get gigs in Detroit, I think. Oh, for sure. So you'll have, you know, something to show them, like, hey, I am actually a musician. Any music videos or anything coming to them? (sighs) Well, yeah, that's the plan. (laughs) That's the goal. So... It'll be easy. I think it'll be nice too because you've made connections here, and like, there's so many people that you got a better go start than a lot of people coming out of the gate. Yeah, book gigs. I mean, everyone like I. That's what I've found through doing this podcast is I feel like all the music community in like the Metro Detroit area is pretty tight knit, and all do a pretty good job of mm-hmm. helping each other out. You know, trying to once you're book in other gigs. Like, how many times has E Man been like? Uh, he'll like hit up like. Ten of the guys have been on the podcast because he needs to help, uh, like, uh, what's the guy from Ziggy's, Dave? Oh, Dave. Fill a show or yeah. something. He'll be like, oh, yeah, I can do that in, cool. like, two seconds. We can get yeah, it. Yeah, I got you. You need a bill. What you need, though? What you need, <laughs> hip-hop, rock, funk, jazz? What you got? Really? <laughs> yeah, I do that and all the time. And then you can start collaborating with some of these guys, too, that are awesome with I making know, hip-hop like, yeah. music. And Definitely. We got so many... Uh, the bands and stuff that roll through here are crazy. Oh, my God. Crazy yeah. good, too. I know a lot of musicians about that way, between both of us, but, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, on this program, we like to drink a beer that's brewed in Michigan every week, something different. And this one is pretty damn hip-hop, so that's why I bought it. It's called uh, Shorts, a tribe called Zest, which is obviously a play on a tribe called Quest, a.k.a. my favorite rap group of all time. Um, The label is sweet. It looks like a little speaker box, and it's in the green and red tribe called Quest colors, which is pretty dope. Um... It's a double IPA, so it's going to be real strong. I think it's like 10% alcohol or something like that. I'll read the description, Neil. Yeah, for sure. All right, so uh, according to our tap, and you can follow us on untapped at beats underscore and underscore brews for the first time. I'm going to let Neil read the description of this beer. A Tribe Called Zest is an experimental American double IPA with lemon, Savelle orange. I don't even know what Savelle orange is. Grapefruit, lime, and tangerine zest. Slightly hazy with a burnt orange in color. A Tribe Called Zest pours with a fluffy white head. (laughs) <laughs> this beer <laughs> smells and has flavors of citrus zest and dank fruity hops. I like that they describe them as dank. That makes me want dank to is down. actual beer description. Is by it really? Way. Yeah, it's it is. A great it word. really is. Dank is one of my <laughs> words I use to describe a lot of things. Um, balanced with a full malt backbone, a tribe called Zest has a medium body and a what now? Resinous mouthfeel. Resin. Yeah. So like the re- so like it has like a like kind of, what do you call it? Like that citrusy like buildup, mm. like residue. Interesting. Yeah. Well, let's pop yeah. these bad boys and uh, get to drinking them. Cool. But anyways, while we uh, pour up the beers on our podcast, we usually like to play a song by the artist that came to visit us. So we were gonna. I'm gonna pass the Augs cord over to E Man so we can play your new track on here. You track. Want to announce the track for us? Uh, what does that mean? Just being like, Just, hey guys, this is my song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> okay. uh, this is my song, "Premeditated Warning" by Dilly Kolonowski. Me. Uh, yeah, hope you guys like it. <laughs> Sing a little bit more this time so I can dance in six, eight time. This purple sap you leave behind is staining on the inside. Well, the truth is you're not crazy about me walking alone. I can feel your eyes on me when we talk on the telephone. Nothing that I own, I'm gonna go home. But you pull me back, say let me spin my new favorite vinyl And it happens to be reggae every time though Do you ever dance out of beats to and 40? Even take the two-step out your door Lives in the earth's core, poverty is not poor What, 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 what are you waiting for? And I love the taste of sunshine on my skin So I hope that when I run my finger down your neck That the goosebumps mean you're letting me win Cause you tell your friends that I am Some super freak or crazy animal Well the truth is that you're conscious Cause I got the traits of being cold criminal And it's subliminal As we sink on your couch choking on Three syllables So I hate you and I miss you and I want you And I need you and I hear you And I see you and I feel you And I feel that we need to take the next step 
Let's progress into this kinship But we know that this stuff for us is hard shit Cause cause and effect can definitely change the home of things That should remain all the same, all the same And so I'll ask you what are your weaknesses Instead of asking what makes you all so happy in the morning You come around, I kiss your throat hole in the darkness So why could you not tell? This was such a premeditated warning Well, after she called out last year Arriving late left a big dent in all three of our destinies and I'll never know you, and she'll never know who you are, except your voice, my head and body. And I don't know, it's like things are different now. It's like everything I see is the color blue, and then everything I touch is this off-white. But everything I hear comes to me in many shades of purple. Why? I don't know why, that's the problem with the question why. You must respond with something reasonable, but I have no reason for it. It just is. I love it. Sing a little bit more this time so I can dance in six eight time. This purple sap you leave behind is staining on the inside. Sing a little bit more this time so I can dance in six eight time. This purple sap you leave behind is staining on the inside. Sing a little bit more this time so I can dance in six eight time. This purple sap you leave behind is staining on the inside. Sing a little bit more this time So I can laugh and dance and rhyme This purple sap you leave behind Is burning all my insides That was Premeditated Warning, the new single by Delia that's over here with us, our guest on the show today. I like that song. I like it Thanks. a lot. Yeah, appreciate it. Like that little like bridge, like kind of like, just like speaking part. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, I, I just grabbed the color and everything. Yeah, it's... it's you like it? Yeah, I kind of like that actually. It's, it's, it's not really it's random. It, that's not a lot why of I like put, it. Like poetry in their things. You I know? think you're a good lyricist. I enjoy that. I really? think that's uh, an underappreciated quality in today's music. I a like lot of the... people like to dumb down their shit just so mm-hmm. they can uh, appease the uh, the general public. But I'm glad that you have some like deeper lyrics in your stuff. That's, that's really sometimes cool. what I like worry about. That it's just it like not enough people will, like hold on to everything that I'm saying. But right. It's like you just gotta do what you want to do and what you want to say so who did the production on that one uh was, was yeah. that nick okay yeah, cool here, nick and toby yeah i like i like songs that are deep like that because for me as as the kind of listener that i am for music i like a song that makes me want to go back and hear it multiple times mm-hmm. so i can get everything that's in it you know i can understand like have it. you ever had a song that you love and you've like heard a million times then for whatever reason like on the eight thousandth time you've listened to it you're like oh shit I, like, just got that part. Like, I just yep. understood what the fuck mm-hmm. they were talking about there. That happens to me sometimes. Like, I'll catch a lyric that I'm like, oh, that's what he said there? It's weird. Yeah, one comment. Uh, love your song. Excited to hear more. Hey. Yay. Thanks, Lindsay. <laughs> Dollar. It's actually my girlfriend. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, <for real? laughs> yeah, serious. <laughs> Shout out to Lindsay. She supports us all the time. Yeah, all She's the time. Always sharing <laughs> shit. Yeah. I love yeah, that's it. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's, that's, that's pretty. What did you think about this beer, though? Okay, so I see what they're talking about, about the resinous mouthfeel. It seems like it's kind of like just like a high like residue content, and that's probably because of like that carbonation, the head from it, because it's very carbonated, it has a very high head. Mm-hmm. Uh, very high citrus taste, too, if you feel like that, just like the, I don't know, it's just... I feel like it just has a lot of flavors. It's a lot going on there, let's put it that way. Is, it's, it's not bad by any means, it's just a lot, lot of like... It's like somebody like took like a tropical rainforest and made it into a beer. <laughs> I feel like it's just because you got like lime and grapefruit. You got like a lot of these like kind of like these citrus flavors kind of clashing. I feel like it's not a bad beer by any means. It's just like really, I don't think it's as balanced as they say it is. I'm 100 percent honest I'm with a, you, but it's not great. I mean, it's not bad. I love it because I'm a big IPA fan. Um, obviously, it's not gonna overtake my favorite one, which is Two Hearted, Tried and True. That double Two Hearted. I would definitely drink this again. I mean. Shit, especially being 9%. 9.2% <laughs> BU, so it's a little bit more on the bitter side. Yeah. Nice, you know, being you know, a double I, IPA. I it. Oh. What do you think? Well, are you guys, like, beer kind of Not really. I, I, 
Yeah, I work in a beer so company. <laughs> Wait, so you had to like build this show on a foundation of like mm-hmm. beer and music. Yeah, yeah, beer and music. Yeah. yeah, two things we do enjoy quite a bit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so you gotta be somewhat like into it. I just don't. Well, E-Man's better at talking about the beer than I am. Like I can tell you that I like it. That's <laughs> literally ninety percent of the time I'm describing the beer. Maybe one I'll just throw like throw like a random curveball. Like, hey, Neil, describe this beer. <laughs> <laughs> this is like we talk about this on the podcast sometimes. Like. Um, my ex-girlfriend was a sommelier, so she was like super into the like, wine and all that stuff. And she would always try to challenge me, like and tell, like ask me, "What do you taste in this wine?" And, that. and I'm like, "Grapes and booze." <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Grapes. And... <laughs> I don't know. It tastes good to Wine's me. Wine's a lot harder. I feel like to. I don't know why. <laughs> She'd probably give me shit for that, but oh, well, wine is. Like, I mean, you got sommelier is the wine one, and the beer one is Cicerone. Is that what it's called? Yeah, because I have to have it for my job. Oh, like, do you really? Cicerone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cicerone email. Cicerone. <laughs> That's awesome. But anyways, um, yeah. All right. So uh, one segment we do like to run here is called Something Old, Something New. Okay. I heard about that. Okay. So you're familiar with it. That We always like to talk about a new album that recently came out and then something older, like within the past, like older than maybe like four or five years or so. Oh, that's it? it yeah. yeah. It can be or old. older. <laughs> Older, it can just literally mean it could be literally it be could last be, year if you want. If you really <laughs> want to be good last year, <laughs> like mine's in like I can tell you right now, mine's like 2012. I'm like so, way yeah. way back. I'm oh, like, that's perfect. I'm like way way back. Okay. Yeah, mine mine okay. went way back too. So you're well, good with that. Are we all talking about it? Oh, uh, who I'll wants to kick it off? It off? For you? I'll all kick right. it off for you. So for my something old this week, I actually had a few because um we had some anniversaries uh go down so. The biggest one, for me at least, is I've actually talked about it, I think, is my something old before, so I won't go in length about it, but Ready to Die by Biggie Smalls. Goodness gracious, the paper. rap album what of all time. <laughs> what a stash at? What a past at? Yeah, uh, that just turned 25 the other day, so I dead. decided to kick that down as one of my something olds. Um, I think it's the greatest rap album ever. I think one of my is the greatest storyteller of all time. That album to me is like watching a movie with my when I close my eyes. Like I could literally from the opening skit where he's in the hospital to him robbing trains to the very first song and like just the way the album flows. There's only the one feature on the album. The whole album. Method Man, Method right? Man in the warning. Yeah. Only one feature on the whole album. Yeah, yeah. And out of like what? Like how many tracks was it? Like I think like 12, 13, 14 or something like that. Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying, I can't remember to be honest with you. Diddy's on there, but he's just like kind of talking and then no, skits. That's, that's like one. Of, that's like one of the few rap albums I actually own on vinyl. Let's see. Yeah. Let me find out how many songs. Well, that I, is. That's only because I just rated my grandma's like vinyl collection. It's all Ready Motown shit. So I went. I went <laughs> back. Ready to die is. Oh yeah, I was wrong. It's uh 19 songs. Oh damn, I, I feel like it was more than that. Yeah, that's the uh, remastered right. one. though. that and that includes all the skits and everything. So yeah, Method Man is literally the only um rapper on that there. I knew. Yep. That's for sure. And My then, favorite song on there is Give Me the Loot. I think I could rap that. Give me the loot. I think Give I could me probably the loot. rap the whole album start to finish. Probably only missing like a handful of lyrics. My thing. favorite song on there. <laughs> Who the fuck is this? Paging me at 546 in the morning. Crack of dawn and now I'm yawning. Yeah, that's a great one. Just like the visuals of that. Uh, yeah, so that was my one of my something olds, and then my other one is Use Your Illusions Part 1 and 2 by Guns N' Roses. That okay. actually came out today in 1991. Um, which is also our This Day in Music, so it's a little two-bird, one stone for that one. Um, that album is the shit to me. It came out uh, like when I was like four years old, so I w- didn't really appreciate it when I was a little kid, but as I got older, I started listening to it all the time. I had the double CD. It's got Civil War on there. It's got Don't Cry, which has like uh, Shannon Hoon from Blind Melon singing backup vocals on there. Um, just a really great double album, and a double album is hard to pull off, so props to Guns N' Roses. What do you got, E-Man? My something old. I actually didn't dig that far in the crates. I went to 2012 because I feel like this was probably one of the most underrated rap albums like in like in the 2010 to now generation. Was it his first? Uh, no. No, it wasn't his first album. Okay. Well, it was his first like one, I think, on a label. Yeah, first big label. First. Yeah. Well, Fusco's like an, still an independent, but no. Yeah, but Fusco's pretty good, big because yeah. of A-Track, you know? But anyways, That's true. Yeah, go ahead. I'm anyway... <laughs> Triple X by Danny Brown. I'm like, we're going to Detroit actually for this one too. Yes, sir. Uh, one of my favorite tracks on this album is still probably Die Like a Rockstar. Uh, just because I had a description of it. Because he kind of talks about all these like famous like 
musicians and stuff that passed away, you know, tragically, but it's like kind of like ironically, I'm a die like a rock star type deal. Uh, my actually live four is another one I really less with just because they had like that income tax swag and every time I got my income tax I used to play this song <laughs> every time I got my tax I like, got that income tax swag <laughs> income tax uh, Adderall Admiral I love the production on that one eating on the Adderall yeah. wash it down with alcohol first time I saw him live he did that song and then Blunt After Blunt right by right next to it which is also on that album I believe yes it is um, with Dopehead yeah Blunt. <laughs> Danny Brown's concerts are so crazy. I saw him when that album twice. was out at uh, <laughs> Bonnaroo, <laughs> and I've never seen a more insane crowd in my life. Like they were like throwing their drugs at him on stage. Like there was a chick like twerking upside down against the guardrail with like hear, a skirt on. I'm like, did you hear Danny Brown's <laughs> drug story when he was? Uh, I forgot what festival he was at. I guess like the security guard they confiscated somebody's like some kids drugs like a bunch of de- random kids like just drugs like Percocet and shit like that from them and they knew Danny Brown was into it so they literally just gave like just like hey Danny you can pick whatever you want from this box and he goes like dude I'm like a kid in a candy store so, <laughs> I'm like that's really sad but okay I'm, I'm really it's glad really he got sad. over that phase though it was funny someone posted a side by side photo uh, of him today of what he looked like in like 2012 like that days and then now and he's like he had that crazy insane hair his skin was all pale the, and gray. And looking. the front teeth are gone. Front teeth missing. His <laughs> fucking his face was like all chubby. And now he's like cleaned up his act a little bit. I think he stopped doing like lean and all that. Have shit. Have you watched so. uh, Danny's Hell shit? Yeah, it's great. It's, it's funny. funny. Um, yeah, shout out to Danny Brown. He's got a new album coming out. Too. Yes, it's he does. He just dropped Q-tip. a single today, actually. Yeah, Best Life. And yep, then that's what made me bring Danny Brown up, just because he dropped a single today. Which Full Circle is produced by Q-Tip, who is inspired by the beer we're drinking today, Tribe Called Quest. Quest. Um, or zest, whatever we're drinking. Uh, it was something <laughs> in the universe that made me bring this up. Then, all right, you got something old for us? So it's just something old, like something that you're listening old. to that's just a little bit older that, like, hasn't recently come out. Uh, I gotta go basic. Uh, Dark side of the moon. Ooh, like, I gotta Pink go. Floyd? That's like okay. there ain't nothing basic about that. Um, uh, that's great. It's uh, so I like first. I remember like looking up Pink Floyd in high school. I was like. Well, I just clicked on like money or something mm-hmm. and I listened to it. I was like, I don't even like this. Yeah. I didn't like understand because I wasn't like mature yet or yeah. something. So then I went to this like a uh, planetarium show where it played the whole album with like psychedelic like space things all up yep. here and it blew my fucking mind. <laughs> and I like I understood what the music was about. It's like a like a high in itself. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I can I'll listen to that album like all the way straight to finish and it's just like it's a like a, a drug for me. One of know? my f- things I really want to do is I really want to go to Pink Floyd Light Show. I want to so You got it. I have never been. I always oh wanted to go. It's yeah. I think um <laughs> I think why a lot of people don't understand Dark Side at first, because I, I I feel the exact same way as you. Like when I first yeah. heard Pink Floyd when I was really little, I wasn't like super into it. Yeah. But their albums are meant to be played in as a whole piece. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's supposed to be listened to. Kind of like kind of like Tool. Yeah. In a way, yeah. There's even songs that won't even make sense on there if you just play that song. That's you know true. what I mean? Yeah. Like there'll be just like a cut part of a song, and that's how all of their albums really are. The Walls the same way. Animals is the same way. Um, yeah, that's a great album. I think Pink Floyd of the Moon is like everyone Pink Floyd like of the Moon. everyone's like passage into discovering their creativity and like what like yeah. what music can be. You're like, holy shit, there's like this, this is limitless. Is and you're like, insane. this came out in the seventies, like they were so ahead of their time to be making shit that sounded like that. It's true, then. and it can't it can't be like as engineered as it is like as stuff now. So that's no. just what like yeah. blows my mind. And not a lot of the songs are about like they might subtly be about love, uh-huh. but not like exactly Right. As, like, other artists will write about it, which is just... They write about, like, politics and, like, regret and stuff like, yeah. you know, war. It's just... I, I love it. I can't do it, but I love it. It's cool, so. too, because there's... Uh, I forget the name of the series. There was a series... Um, the hell was it called? Soundboard or something like that, where they, like, kind of went into, like, the writing and recording process of different, like, musicians <gasps> and stuff. Like, they had the Beach Boys on there, and they were talking about how, like, Brian mm-hmm. Wilson was, like, super specific about... Like, like he did like a million takes for pet sounds because he was like very like anal retentive about like how he wanted everything to sound and like they then they went into Pink Floyd and some of the Dark Side of the Moon stuff and they were just showing like how they would make certain sound like just a sound that would go into that song and like without computers before they were like doing all these unique ways of like recording different sound effects mm-hmm. and stuff so it is pretty cool to go back and watch that shit when you don't have like the super machine that t- technology is for us today I mean like. Grant and I were just talking about that before um, 
before we started recording, like Nick, when he writes music for himself, he can like he knows an, like he's a skilled guitar player and a skilled singer, but he knows enough to where he can like make a drum beat, lay down like a little keyboard player or part, just so it sounds like he's got an outline of a song, and then he'll hire musicians to come in and, like throw some sauce on. Hey, it. speaking of that? devil, there, <laughs> hey, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's it's like you got the world like music is in your fingertips like you can do everything like just by yourself now it's crazy so i I love watching him do it it's so much fun for me to just like he'll be like all right i'm just gonna he'll just start playing a little beat on the pad and then all of a sudden he'll turn it into a full song start humming lyrics then you're like shit nick just wrote a song in five minutes (laughs) (laughs) it's fucking sweet but um yeah so, anyways, that was our something old something old segment now we're gonna go something by the way i love dark side of the moon thanks thanks man um yeah, something new. I got a f- few of them. I have three, actually. I've got... Do you want to start? I've got two. All right, what's your two? Wait, am I starting? Yeah, go ahead. Actually, do you have anything new? I mean, like, I do, but I don't think any of you guys would know. That's okay. That's Enlighten the point, the, yeah. Enlighten the audience. We always want to learn That's something That's even better. Stuff. Yeah, I like it when there's something I never heard before. Well, so. it's like, it's very, uh, like, chill music. So, his name is Andy Shelf. Mm-hmm. And uh, like he wrote an album called The Party, and basically every song is like a different situation that would happen at a party. Like the ones about this douchebag that shows up like very early, and no one wants to like talk to him because it's like, oh, why are you here so early? The mm-hmm. party hasn't started yet. Or one where like this guy thinks his girl is cheating on him, um, but she's really just you know hanging out and being a good person. Um, and it's just very like very whimsical and magical to me. Like that's another album where I just trip out and you know not even have to like be. Andy Shelf, you said it is. Andy, Andy Shelf. Yeah, up he's a, check that out. I love a concept album. Yeah, you check out the party. S H A U F. And I don't. He's not like super popular. Oh, there you go. He's got a lot of like psychedelic. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna check that out. Videos for sure. and stuff. Yeah, do it. I mean, it's very like. Maybe a lot of people might think it's very like bland or just slow and stuff, but I really I dig I really slow. I mean, it. I listen to Mac DeMarco, so it doesn't get much more go. slow and uh, <laughs> more simplistic than Mac DeMarco's music. There you so. go. <laughs> but uh, to go the opposite route of that, something that wasn't simple at all was that JPEG Mafia album. Oh my god, that JPEG—it <laughs> was so good. That's one. That is one of my something news. That actually reminds me a lot of um, Igor by Tyler the Creator. Um, it's, it's all over the place. It fits in that lane to me, yeah. where it's like he's using a lot of lyrics on it's. It's definitely unconventional hip hop music. You're not like if you're listening, if you're thinking you're gonna put on a rap album, that's not what you're gonna listen to because like he's no, using all it's... kinds of different experimental sounds and of effects on his vocals and shit. His lyrics are insane. all my heroes are cornballs. That's my favorite that's, song. And that's, that's my that's favorite, one of my favorite album, album the whole year. Yeah, by far. so far. <laughs> I think my favorite actual track on there, I would say, is uh, that grimy waifu. Like, I like that, uh, that's that, uh, a great song. I actually really like that one a lot. That's, that's my favorite on there. I like uh, Beta Male Strategies is great. PTSD is great. Kenyan versus Kel. Actual uh, BBW. BBW is, is that's great. Yeah, close um, second. No, that's awesome. That's a great album. And then um, I had a couple other ones on here. I went with Ghostface Killa's new album, which is just listen to that. Ghostface Killa's. <laughs> yeah. Um, Man, them Wu-Tang boys don't slow down. They're just like... Flex. <laughs> Flex, bro. <laughs> They're crazy, dude. Flex. And he's still wrapping his ass off. It's his 13th studio album. I mean, his first album probably came out in the early 90s. Um, I'm like a inundated with Wu-Tang right now because not only am I watching their documentary series on Showtime, but they also have a new scripted series on Hulu, which is like loosely based around their lives. And then he's dropping albums... Right now, and um, there's this track on here called Me, Denny, and Daryl with Method Man and Capadonna. That's my shit. That's my favorite song on the album. But, um, yeah, it's it's everything you expect out of a Ghostface Kill album. It's not, um, I wouldn't say it's like pushing creativity, but it's definitely, he's still definitely rapping his ass off, and the beats are great on here, so it's a really solid project to listen to. Um, and then I think that was, no, did I have one more? Let's see. I know there's one that's not on my list that's going to be on your list that I just passed. There was definitely something. Oh, yeah, Conway the Machine out of uh, Griselda. I just out. listened to the first track, actually, on the way here. It's definitely, yeah. you got to be into that street <laughs> street type of hip-hop music to be into Conway and all the Griselda boys, but it's definitely that, like, cocaine <laughs> cocaine bars, if you will. <laughs> in Conway. But he's got a fucking track on there. I think Push is on it, and, like, I don't know. It's just great. I love those. Um, all the Griselda guys are killing it. Benny the Butcher, West Side Gun. All those dudes. 
I went a total different direction. I know. I think I already know. I, you already know exactly where I'm going with this. Yep. Because I've been in a big rock and metal ever since Slipknot album came out. I've been a big rock metal kick for like <laughs> at least like two months. So I'm gonna go with uh, actually an album I was looking forward to a lot was the new Corn album, The Nothing, which was probably the heaviest Corn album I've heard in a long time. Did like this one's like straight standards? up. This one's like straight up like metal, dude. It's, yeah. it's so dope. So they actually, decided yeah. not they weren't gonna go the they weren't gonna go like again. the dubstep or the hip. <laughs> pop route <laughs> no dude this was it was great uh seduction of indulgence like the little skit they had was dope uh can't was it harder is the single off of that album uh i just actually listened to that for the first time not on octane but what's the other one like mm. the the newer one they have i forget anyway it was just on a serious radio i actually listened to that the other day but i think my personal favorite track on there is uh i can't even pronounce this shit uh <laughs> endosyncrasy Idiosyncrasy. Idiosyncrasy, yeah. Yep. Um, Definitely one of the top tracks on that album. Are they back to be in the original lineup? Because wasn't the... Monkey and... the guitar player Jonathan, for a while? Jonathan and Monkey and all of them. Yeah, I think it was back to the originals. Because I remember that one dude, what was it... Uh, Head was his name? Or like, yeah. I think they called him Head or something like that. Uh, didn't he like leave to like make Christian rock music for a while? He did. <laughs> <Something> like that? <laughs> he did. Like, that actually happened, yeah. <laughs> uh, another yeah. one I started too was actually the Puddle of Mud album that Welcome to Galvania. I started this one as well too. I uh, didn't get that far into it, I'm going to be 100% honest with you, because I, I, I got distracted by the corn album. <laughs> but, yeah, it's actually, like, from what I heard, I got all the way, like, maybe, like, five or six tracks in. It was pretty solid, though. I'm actually shocked that, I'm, like, most impressed that Wes Scanlon is still alive from Puddle Dude, Wes so Scanlon, cool. sober music is actually solid. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm happy for him. I haven't listened to any of that. I do want to listen to the Pixies. I do want to listen. Have a new album? Yes, what? right here, and then grandson has a new album. I want to listen to that too. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. I feel like there was something else that yeah. I I'm a big Pixies fan. I'm a so huge like, yeah. Pixies fan. I forget what beneath there. Maybe that was all of them that I had this week. Uh, I was actually kind of excited to like log on and be like, oh, there's only like one or two albums out this week. Thank God. Sometimes there's like shit. I gotta listen to so much new music. So did you hear the news? Like nothing, nothing that came out just now. Andre Benjamin. Just putting out an album. Woo! Yeah, I Andre saw Benjamin's that. put out an album for the first. Well, time. let's hope yeah. it's not from his mouth. It's from another rapper's mouth. So That's we'll true. see. Um, what's the guy's name? Do you remember the, the rapper's name that said? Some, I don't remember some, that. some rapper that works with him. Um, but I remember Dr. Dre is doing production on it. Well, no, that's yeah. the, so the guy that the rapper that um, announced it works with Dr. Dre, and he was in the studio when Dre was cutting. Anderson Pack's uh, newest album and Andre 3000 that came in to drop uh, to do his lyrics on that opening song, that coming home song on that okay. that album, and that's when he started asking him about like because he started playing a bunch of Andre started started playing a bunch of music that he'd been working on. He's like, dude, you got a lot of music. He's like, oh yeah, I got an album. So that could I mean that's from a, a third party source though. So right, like hopefully if Andre says he's got an album coming out, then I'll actually believe it's, it. Until not, he's a unicorn to me still. But however, you know what I am excited for? <laughs> what? The the 2000s hard rock holy trinity is officially complete cuz Corn put out something, Puddle mm-hmm. Mud put out something, Tool put out something, System of a Down just confirmed a tour. So that's oh, pretty shit. sweet. I want to see I'm that. excited. I've, I've seen System of, down System of a Down twice. Tour. Hands down my favorite oh, band period. Yes. Both at DTE. Like, oh my God, dude, I'm so happy. Like, because I know, like, Serge and Darren weren't on the same page for a long time. Like, you heard about that. Yeah. Because right? Serge wanted to do more political stuff because, you know, System was, re- System, like, a lot of songs are based around Armenian genocide and mm-hmm. everything like that. And then Darren wants to do more hard rock type stuff, which I don't play him because I love those songs too. I think he, I think Darren actually wrote a lot of the songs on their earlier albums. Yeah. But. Wait, yeah. you said. Armenian genocide? Yeah. That's what their songs are about? Some of them are. Some, Some of them, them are about Quite a bit of them are, actually. Yeah. Our really? government, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, I just want to get really drunk in their crowd and rock out to Pogo, 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 Jow, Pogo, Pogo, Pogo. Dude, their music is so intense and so much fun. You need to let out some rage, on some toxicity. That album, I still... There's a video of me somewhere doing... I was drunk as hell at karaoke one day, and I did BYOB by system. There's a video of me somewhere in the interweb doing that. What was the? Is that the? Is that the one that's? Everybody's going, going to, to the party, party. have a real that's good a time. I'm gonna add that to my party playlist. No, 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 right no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. 
Um, speaking but, about I'm other things about coming that. out, though, like you were just talking about, um, I saw this right before we pulled up in here today, and I was like, oh, shit, E-Man's going to freak out. What am I freaking out about? New season of Big Mouse. Oh, God. October 4th. <laughs> just released a trailer, too. I'm on top of that. How are you familiar with Big Mouth, by any chance? Oh, the Netflix show? It's a cartoon, like, about... Do you, know who, do you know who Nick Kroll is? <laughs> no. He's a comedian. <laughs> okay. He used to be on the league. He, you've seen him in probably like a million small roles, but he's been on like the league and he does stand up. And have you ever seen the Seth Rogen, the animated Seth Rogen movie Sausage Party? No, I haven't seen it. Like it was crazy though. Everyone's like, oh, okay, okay. he plays the douche okay. in that one. Um, he was you ever seen the league? He was Ruxin. Uh, he does a bunch of shit, man. Uh, but yeah, anyway, he he created the show. And he does like five or six voices on the show too. Okay, but it's pretty much about like. Pu- like kids going through puberty but it's very vulgar and i love it okay they all like have, with south park humor they all right? have like their okay. own like hormone hormone, hormone monster monsters that, like follows them around and like kind of like which one like, is how they're going through, one like, is played by nick crow the other one is played by maya rudolph who i love too yeah so, yeah. so it's like a definitely like a cartoon for adults yeah, yeah it's like, okay. a, much. like a south park type of show yeah it's a netflix original too so I was like yeah it's i'm really always funny. been a fan yeah it's uh it's really well done nick crow's He's uh, got it going on. We got to do a little sure. bit of promo for Saturday as well while we're here. Oh, yeah. Holler at him. Tell him what's up. Okay. So Saturday, shout out to Grove Studios for inviting us to this. Uh, they're doing a back-to-school fundraiser party, uh, just kind of like a promotion for the studio and then get to meet students and stuff like that around the Ypsilanti area. Nick and I, or not Nick and I, Neil and I would actually be doing a live podcast there, and I actually will be doing a solo set. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy about that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh yeah, they got a lot of different, actually a lot of good acts on that show. Give me one second, I can pull that up. I don't have a queue up because I'm while not he's, prepared. While he's pulling that up, I real quickly, I forgot to mention it on the top of the podcast. Um, a couple of birthdays and a couple of RIPs, unfortunately. Oh, Eddie Money, RIP. Yep. Shit, I forgot about that one. Yep, that sucks. And then Rick from the Cars as well died. Um, he was the original member of the Cars who sang for them. We two tickets and, uh, to paradise. Yeah, so rest in peace to both of them. I think they were both 70. Um, they, were, they were up there for I'm sure. I'm not sure what the uh, cause... 70 doesn't even seem old to me anymore. My dad's 66, and he seems like he's 40, but he's also a freak of nature. So. But then also, a couple happy birthdays. Um, happy birthday to Amy Winehouse, whose birthday was last week, who is my favorite singer, probably my favorite singer of all time. Uh, female wise you know okay so funny story like because you and i live together now i was coming in the house and then i heard him playing i thought it was amy winehouse at first but somehow my brain went to nina simone like are you playing nina simone right now <laughs> like no it's amy winehouse like oh shit that's, that's right a terrible guess though because you can definitely there, there hear the influence is influence in, yeah in um amy winehouse from nina simone by far because i mean nina simone she, she sounds like any other one. Oh, any live shows coming up for you me yes you no, no. Well, I mean, like, no, nothing okay. big. I'm playing in the Eastern Market because I work in the Eastern Market, oh, so that's okay, how nice. I get like uh, connections there. So, yeah, that's sweet. Like, that's a really dope area, actually. You think? I, I like don't know, it. When you work in it, you're like, eh. probably. You guys got a lot of traffic going There's through there. So, so yeah. many <laughs> tourists, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did like a photo another. shoot thing out there one day. It's pretty cool. But yeah, uh, going back to the. Just real quick, on touch on the Equinox party. We got Steve Summers and his and uh, his j- like jazz band over from uh, Washington Community College. Our boy I've DJ Nitro, DJ Nitro, Beats and Brews alumni, uh, Painted Friends, Ypsilanti Mayor is actually speaking at this. That's gonna be cool. Uh, Dan McPherson, who I'm actually really cool with uh, from Meat Leaders Must Lead, uh, giving a speech about his company uh louis picasso who i'm actually i've seen many times play louis picasso in the gallery so i'm happy to see them play uh leo caesars and it's a rap graham rockwood uh another beats and brews alumni rod wallace gonna be there uh beat another beats and brews alumni taylor greenshields of honey monsoon yep uh, Beats and Brews alumni, Eman Bates. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Beats and Brews. Uh, the Grove team, shout out to uh, Rick and Eric. Happy to, I'm happy they invited me on. Uh, and shout out to all of our band yeah. friends that play Groove On Up over the weekend. Oh, man. Awesome yeah, Groove time. On Up. I heard it was sick. I heard Sh- that casual crushed. I heard they did like this song at the end where um, 
one by one, each member of Act Casual walked off the stage, and a member of jo- Stormy Cromer joined, and they like basically did like a full band switch while they were still playing the same song. That was dope. <laughs> uh, like, quick shout sick. out to to uh, Legend Connor. You know Connor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He uh, he just played his first label gig today or Saturday night. So good for him. Hopefully it went well. Yeah, I, I, we wanted to go to that, but he didn't start till two a.m. And I his set was at two in the morning. But um, do you want to plug any of your you want to plug your social media stuff before we wrap this podcast up? Me? Yeah. For sure. Okay. Uh my Instagram is at Delhi 8 so it's like Deli, Deli like you know the bread stuff D E L I W E L I and then the number 8 cuz that's my fi- wait number 8 cuz it's my favorite number. And then you know Facebook Delia Kolonowski. So, hope to be promoting more of my music stuff now that I'll have like content and shit. So. I know. Absolutely. And we're glad like you came music, on here. And we, you know, we'll happily have you back once Yeah, if there's anything yeah. we can do to help you as far as booking gigs or if you want to come back on here to promote I'll anything. I'll let you, boy. Just just I got I know plenty of venues, plenty of musicians. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't yes. know that. Uh, quick update about the System of a Down tour. It just depressed me. It's what? a Europe tour. Oh, <laughs> Well, Son that, of a bitch! I, I got you, a passport. Go. I got a passport. We good? They'll they'll probably announce um they'll probably announce in America. Yeah, the, the first like five comments are like, when are you coming to the U.S.? <laughs> <laughs> like never. But anyways, to take us out tonight, I'm gonna play one of my favorite rock and roll songs of all time since it just uh, had an anniversary date. Here is the song Civil War by Guns N' Roses, and thank you for listening. And we will see you next week. Oh, you know what? Quick shout out to uh, Nick and Toby. And Chris and everyone here at Plymouth Rock Recording Company for having us on here and helping us get to a year and become an even better company than we were to start. So shout out to all you guys. We love you. Love you guys. Peace. Peace. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So you can get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants it. Well, he gets it. I don't like it any more than he did. Look at your young men fighting. Look at your women crying. Look at your young men dying The way they've always done before Look at the hate we're breeding Look at the fear we're feeding Look at the lives we're leading
Smile.